The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. For years, you've heard the introduction to Medjinomics. On March 18, 1985, a lady lays out the dangers for the parish. She said, March 18, 1985, right now, many are greatly seeking money. Who's she talking about? She's talking to the parish. How do we know that? Because she says, right now, many are greatly seeking money, not only in the parish, but in the whole world. And then she says something, and for the Blessed Virgin Mary to say this one word is a big deal. Woe to those who seek to take everything from those who come. That's a warning for the parish and the world. Several months later, Ali says on August 5th, 1986, read each Thursday. Who is she talking to? To the parish. Read each Thursday the Gospel 
of Matthew, where it said, she's been specific, no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. A lady said 27 days before giving that message about Matthew, she said, July 10th, God's will is decisive. So this is a foundation with the March 18th, 1985 message. Right now, many are greatly seeking money, not only in the parish, but the whole world. Woe to those who seek to take everything. That's what birthed this Thursday broadcast. You know that. I'm recalling these things to you, how dangerous the world is right now and the way we live. We're not living the right way. On January 25th, 1987, a lady says, quote, I want to call you to start living a new life. These messages that I just talked to you about is the major thing in the world that is the problem. August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold, a struggle between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. All this is tying things together across the whole world today. Everybody thinks about this throughout the whole day, every day. And it's about money. Not necessarily just making money, but money is throughout the day. Wherever you go, what you do, what you're thinking, it's wrapped up and the way we live. A lady wants us to get away from this and untangle that. She's calling for a new life. All that said, we have a noose around our neck. It's across the whole world. You have to have a plan. How do you break away from that? Your plan cannot be that you just float along with the culture and it's thinking, and as we can keep floating, we're at least above the water. This is stupid. This is not about staying afloat, because our way of life and culture is going over the waterfall, just around the bend. It's agrarian, agrarian, agrarian. What does that do? It gets you out of the boat. It puts you on the ground. You cannot sink and drown in your soil. Our lady is very clear. I've said it for years. I've repeated it for years from 2011. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God is going to remain. You me and everybody else is ordained to be close to the soil. We got a system and the money is very close to disappearing in a flash. But most people, even Medjugorje people, are still floating with the system. What are you thinking about? What do you think is going to happen in the future? What moves are you making? 
most people think, well, I deal with it when it happens. There's things you could be doing them right now for your future. Get out of the stupid boat and get on the ground. And when the system crashes and you got your homestead, you got your animals, a new way life that LA causes to, you won't drown. Our lady's giving you a platform, a landing. Isn't that interesting? Making a landing, and the word is land? God has given us the land. And you have to go back as fast as you can. If you can't do it by yourself, get other people in your parish, go in together. That's in the book, Corona Vision. America, particularly, is on the verge of default. Is it going to drown you with it? If you're with the system, and it will. We've got so many voices now given the picture of what's coming. Paul Revere, he got on his horse and said, the British are coming, the British is coming, the British is coming. Agrarian is coming, agrarian is coming, agrarian is coming, whether you like it or not. You can change now or be banned from the soil. I'm going to play a clip what just happened in the last couple of days that's unthinkable to people. It's a little bit difficult to understand, but it's a report about the United States. Credit was just downgraded. It's a very, very serious thing. Beyond the consequences, we can even think of it. So listen to this carefully. America has been downgraded, and that's our lead story tonight. The U.S., as you would know, dominates the global financial world. Financial managers want to invest in America. A U.S. government bond is considered as safe as gold. And the dollar, for all the pushback it faces, remains the world's default currency. But America's dominant position is now under stress. A leading credit rating agency has downgraded the U.S. The name of the agency is Fitch. It assesses credit worthiness of countries. And it believes that the U.S. is not as trustworthy as it used to be. So today they announced a downgrade and the White House is pushing back. They've issued aggressive statements to counter the downgrade. This is at best damage control. We'll tell you why, but first the details of the downgrade. What does it even mean? What is a downgrade? Let me explain. Do you remember your grade card in school, your report card? It was an assessment of how you performed in different subjects. There were grades from A to F. A means you wasted, F means you failed. It's quite simple. And that's exactly how the Fitch rating works. It is a report card, but for governments. And what does it assess? Their financial health. Investors and lenders rely on these ratings. They use the rating to assess if they should buy a certain government bond. The rating helps them decide whether or not they should stay invested in a country. And this is the rating we're talking about tonight. Let's look at the Fitch report card. Earlier, America was rated AAA, AAA, the highest. The U.S. was the school topper, the best in class, one of the safest places to keep your money. Now, at, it has been pushed one level down from AAA to AA+. How bad is that? 
well, technically speaking, not very bad, just a notch down in the pecking order. But along with the rating, Fitch has also shared an analysis and it merits a closer look. Fitch says this downgrade does not happen overnight. America's position has been gradually deteriorating. And broadly, there are three problems. Erosion of governance, rising government deficit and high levels of debt. In fact, debt is what Fitch is the most worried about. America's national debt stands at more than $30 trillion. It is the highest in the world, $30 trillion. And the U.S. struggles to manage it. And on that front, Fitch has issued a scathing indictment. In fact, let me quote from that report. In Fitch's view, there has been a steady deterioration in standards of governance over the last 20 years. The repeated debt limit political standoffs and last minute resolutions have eroded confidence in fiscal management. There is a clear takeaway from this. Fitch has lost trust in America. It doesn't think that the U.S. is the best anymore. And that's not sitting well with Washington. The Biden administration has come down hard on Fitch. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the Fitch downgrade is quote-unquote arbitrary and that it's based on outdated data. That's the term she used. Yellen said she strongly disagrees with Fitch. And the White House has said the same thing. Larry Summers is also weighed in. Larry Summers served as the Treasury Secretary during the Clinton years. And he says the Fitch decision is quote-unquote bizarre and inept. Then we have statements from some leading economists. They've used words like strange and puzzled. But if you look closely, it is not strange at all. America owes more than $32 trillion. That is a real number. It's not an estimate. And every few years, this debt leads to a political standoff. You see, the U.S. has something called the debt ceiling. That's a concept that they have. The government cannot borrow beyond a certain limit. So when it is about to run out of cash, it tries to raise the limit or the debt ceiling, as they call it. Lawmakers from both sides have to come together then. They have to pass a bill to keep the government running. They must pass this bill. And this often leads to an impasse. In some cases, even a total shutdown of government. Since the 1970s, there have been a total of 21 shutdowns, 21 government shutdowns in the U.S. This year, they almost defaulted on their debts, the U.S. government. The Biden administration wanted to borrow money, but the Republicans were not on board. It went down to the wire. They waited till the very last minute to pass the new budget and raise the borrowing limit. So the U.S. narrowly avoided a default. There was no shutdown. But the uncertainty spooked the financial world. This Fitch report conveys the same reality. So instead of complaining, perhaps the U.S. should set its house in order. The reality is in our face right now. In fact, the system's already falling off the cliff right now. Actually, our lady is helping it to continue a little while for her to talk to you and to teach you and to guide you and to start a new life. You cannot stay where you are. This next clip has more clarity that we're not going to get out of this. So now for the second time in our nation's history, the country's credit rating has been downgraded and that is no good. Fitch ratings point to rising debt and a, quote, deterioration in standards of governance. Treasury now calling the cut arbitrary, but it could actually cost taxpayers. Mr. Wonderful is Kevin O'Leary. We were in the same spot 12 years ago. 2011 was the only other time. Um, what do you make of it as the Biden administration pins a little bit of this blame, not a little bit, maybe a lot, on Donald Trump? Go figure. 
Well, it's really about government and policy. There's no way to sugarcoat this at all. It's bad. And I'll tell you how you measure it's bad. Basically, when you downgrade the U.S. economy, which is what this downgrading is, you are losing a little faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. Treasury bill because the, the default currency of the world, defined by every commodity priced by U.S. dollars, is the good faith of the US government and the whole world trusts it. Most sovereign funds keep the majority of their liquidity in US dollars. That got hurt 24 hours ago because now you start to ask yourself, well, where is this going? A downgrade from AAA to AA, mm. does it go to single A? Now, if you're a sovereign wealth fund, you start to put that in your mind and the bottom line for you and me is the cost of capital goes up. In other words, what it costs for us to borrow money to fund the government in deficit goes up. No sugarcoating that. Now, how does this actually affect the next 24 months? Well, let me explain. Think about the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. We're printing billions of dollars. Government claims it has merit. It's important to do this. But at the same time, that's just a lot of spending and that increases the deficit. And that's why Finch did this. They downgraded it. And I wouldn't say it was the two bills that you know, uh, caused the camel's back to be broken, but it was enough for them to say, okay, I've seen enough. Now for me and you, yeah. or anybody at a kitchen table in America, your car loan just went up from five to somewhere between seven and nine percent. Really? That's not gonna help. So the cost of your loan and your borrowing and your mortgage going up, period. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's on the economic side of it. But on the political aspect of the Biden administration was defending itself and they pointed repeatedly to uh, January 6th uh, from a political standpoint that leads to a lack of trust on behalf of those who are investing in the United States of America. Now, do, do you think that to be true? I think that's a political statement, surely. I mean, really, this downgrade is about debt and the ability to pay it back. It, it looks beyond any one event. Doesn't matter. The more the government goes into deficit spending, the more rating agencies scrutinize the quality of that debt. And if you thought we got to the point of no return where it was impossible to pay this debt back, you'd rename the United States of America Venezuela. Wow. So that's what you gotta start thinking about. It's that simple. But you know, investors like me look at this every single day and say, what happened there? What happened in the last 24 hours? And how does that change my propensity to bet on the United States of America as a long-term good gamble where I put capital to work? And that lost a little bit last night on the downgrade. Okay. There is, I, keep, I keep pointing this out to people. How can you possibly spin this in a good light? There isn't one. There's no good news. Jesse Kelly, a talk show. He addresses that even if you're drowning or something's going under, they'll cling to it in the hope that they will be saved. He addresses this in this clip. History says that human beings will hold on to the most insane, naive hope. In fact, they will hurt their chances of actually surviving anything by clinging to that hope just to avoid acknowledging the horror that can be reality sometimes. We have to be honest about where we are, not where we want to be. Where you want to be means nothing. Where I want to be means nothing. It means less than nothing. 
the most unimportant thing in the world is what you want or what I want. It just is because our desires don't change reality when we live, work, and worship in a completely corrupt, broken regime. So let's stop being so painfully naive about history, about ourselves, about our country, about where we are. Let's deal with the reality. The reality is this. Our federal system likely cannot be saved by anybody. Trump, Santos, you, me, nobody. There are huge pockets of this wonderful nation that very much can be saved and improved and preserved so that your kids and their kids after them and their kids after them and their kids after them can live a life that's very, very, very similar to the one we've had. Different in ways. There's no question about it. <laughs> I probably won't be using dollars by then. But different in ways, but similar. And that's really what we want, right? Isn't In the end, isn't that what we want? Yes, we want America to do good, and we want America to prosper. And we want. I know we have several different desires, and everyone's desires, they don't exactly mirror each other. But in the end, I want my sons to live in a place where they have an opportunity to raise good families, to have a decent standard of living, whatever that case may be. I don't need them to be rich or anything like that, but hey, running water, air conditioning in the, in the summer when it's hot, some heat in the winter, a car that runs most of the time. Your kids, they get a little present or two at Christmas time. I know those are simple wants, but that's what I want for my kids. I want them to live in a country where they can have some sort of a rule of law, some stability around them that will allow them the opportunity to have that kind of cheesy white picket fence life I just I just described. But unless we're willing to acknowledge where we are now, then we can't form an appropriate plan for what to do next. That's why that acknowledgement, painful as it may be, it's so critically important. We must be grown up enough to acknowledge where we are now. Otherwise, we can never charter a course forward that will save what we can save. That's the truth. I've been telling you for a long time, don't have your money or retirements somewhere out there or a bank or a financial gimmick that is out there. If you wake up and you decide you're going to take your money out of the bank, and they don't give it to you, and another person does the same thing, there's no money there. They've already loaned it out or invested it. You can't get it. That's coming. This is why for years we've been saying, put it in your house through silver. They got this gimmick now that you get to retirements, that you don't have to pay for a penalty or taxes, and it can be stored to a depository. So they save it. They got physical silver or go there. If things crash, everybody's starving, they're going to take that. The only safe thing to do is pay the penalties and the taxes and put it in your home or within your reach. So, Jesse Kelly now is going to address this of what happened yesterday in the last couple of days. 
have we really taken the time to digest the banking sector, the financial sector, slowly but surely filling up with communist activists? Have we thought about what that means for us, what that could mean for us moving forward, what it could mean for our accounts, whether we get to keep them or not? Did you know that in Australia, yesterday, people were showing up to pull money out of their banks and were told they're not allowed to do so? Sorry, no more cash. Did you know that that's happening now? That's not some crazy movie, some conspiracy theory. Yeah, Chris, where have we seen that before? This stuff, this, this banking industry, the finance industry, the elites are hyper, hyper focused on it. Because remember, back to what we've talked about, never forget, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street, those three companies, they're gigantic finance companies run by communists pushing communist things and pushing those things out through the finance sector, the finance sector. If they control your money, if they control your and my ability to purchase goods and services, to spend our labor, they control it all. Jesse Kelly reads a letter now from a lady from Idaho. The steps that she's taken. I fear my country is lost. I'm an old broad living in North Idaho. I was around in the 60s. Nothing has been this bad before. I fear for my child and grandchild. Thankfully, I taught them how to live off the land. We hunt, garden, forage, and raise meat. So many people don't know or have that option. I fear famine is on the horizon. Be prepared. I love the show. I'll tell you this. I... I'm not sure exactly what is on the horizon. Nobody is right? outside of God. No one knows. I'm concerned about this nation going through some very rocky times. I don't know what's coming for us in the future. I don't. I just know that I make more preparations now than I ever have. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's part of the reason I talk to you about chalk all the time, too, by the way. I really do. I believe this in the bottom of my heart. We are going to need to be strong in the future. In what ways? Jesse, strong for what? War or something? No, I'm not saying that. No, gosh, no. I hope not. I hope it's nothing like that. I don't know what we're going to be strong for specifically. If you are not implementing a plan that both your own is going over the waterfall, remember this blessed mission. It needs your prayer and gifts to keep it operating, propagating these messages across the world. Be it $1, $10, or $100, we have no debt, so your donations go into conversion for souls. The Bible says, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving atones your sins. And the scripture says, of the three, almsgiving is the best. That's God's word. You always have to give. We thank you for the years you followed this and grow the mission to have no debt and what is done through your generosity. 
We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.